Hello and welcome back to Deja Vu, the show where we talk about films and their lasting impacts. I'm your host, Therese Knirons, and today we're going to be talking about the 2019 psychological horror film Saint Maud. This was produced by A24 and was a feature film debut for writer-director Rose Glass. I'm here with my good friend Chloe Zonis. Welcome to the show, Chloe. Yay, thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So, um, I'm usually not a fan of, like, thematically Christian horror films, but this one, I feel, approaches it in a way that um, we haven't really seen before. It's not, like, Christian propaganda, and it's not, like, a scare tactic. Um, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think, like, yeah. okay, there's a lot to unpack about maybe what this film is really is about mm-hmm. um but i think the main reason why it doesn't really hit in that way where it feels like uh christian propaganda is because i think maybe it's not i think maybe it's more satanic propaganda Ooh. if you will like there's lots of hints that maybe it isn't god who's speaking to her throughout the film mm-hmm. in IMO, in my opinion. <laughs> Who really knows? Um, and then also the fact that it, it uh, kind of touches upon, like, what that means to a modern woman and, like, mm-hmm. a maybe queer woman. Yeah. And 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 also, like, Maud is young. Right. You know? And I think just misguided. And I think it's speaking more upon, like, outside looking in if somebody, a young woman now were to find God rather than like either an older woman or somebody 40 years ago, then it wouldn't be so relatable. Right, like, I mean, like what that eerily weird moment where she passes the guy on the street Mm -hmm. who's holding out a cup and she says something like, God, may God not waste your pain. Yeah. That was a weird part because it's like she acknowledges that who even, who's to say, you know, what kind of pain he's going through who's for her to judge, but it's almost like people are meant to go through this pain. I don't know. She, Yeah. I mean, pain is also this weird little theme throughout the film that I don't think I completely understand, but it's almost like someone's sin, right? Like, even the woman that she takes care of Mm -hmm. is, like you said, supposed to happen in order for them to find redemption at the end. And maybe that's why also it's not coming from, like, a a godly standpoint in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I, um like circling back to like what you're saying about um, uh, the th- the th- circling, circling back, back. <laughs> um, going back to like what you're saying about um, how um, the god godly presence like she's experiencing she she calls it God and mm-hmm. I don't know if like necessarily she believes it either mm-hmm. but like it's her God. Wow, <laughs> bars right there. Yeah. No, that's that's really true. I mean, I don't think a god has to be, and and yeah. she has all these paintings, like these old biblical paintings right. of someone else's depiction of what they believe God is too. Yeah. And maybe that's supposed to be like insight on 
God is just kind of what we make in the, the painting that we create. Yeah. Of, you know, our depiction of God. Because she she tries to do everything right in, like, you know, in the saint way where she... Um, she commits like the acts of like mutilation because mm. that's like a saint thing. Is that? Yeah, in like some forms of Christianity, like saints are bigger than, like bigger in like importance than like other ones. Uh-huh. And s- sometimes like these saints in history like would self mutilate to like show their devotion to God. Oh my so God. it's yeah. Here's the thing is. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I have a little bit of FOMO as a little Jew because <laughs> I just, I can't relate to, like, a not liking biblical themed <laughs> thing. Like, it's so interesting to see how, like, dark kind of biblical yeah. themed art can be. Right. But I always feel like there's a lot going over my head because yeah. I'm not over here reading the New Testament. <laughs> Never been that in my life. So this saint stuff would have been nice to know. But yeah. now it makes a lot of sense. It's because of like um, what Jesus went through. I think it's like tied uh, to that. I don't really know. Because, you know, like the whole thing with Jesus. Yeah. I know you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you that, know about that? Um... um yeah, I think so. You, uh, it's vaguely okay. familiar. Okay. What's his name again? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, my God. So this, this film, while we're talking about the paintings, there's so much, like, mm-hmm. symbolic cinematography and just beautiful shots. Um, yeah. It's just a very visual film which most most A24 films are very like h- horror yeah. films are very visual very for better um, or for worse yeah <laughs> yeah sh- like very show not tell storytelling uh-huh. um did you have a favorite shot or sequence that you saw well i mean like the angel wings oh yeah those are just so beautiful and yes. and then also when she's i mean before she burns herself Right. When she's, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. When she's on the beach. We, we, we do spoilers. They know by okay. now that we yeah. do spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie already, what are you doing here? Go and watch. <laughs> um, why are you watching, why are you listening to a review you, yeah. of a movie What's you haven't seen? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Get your lives together. Okay. No, when she's on the beach and she has this, like, sheet. Right. And she's, like essentially cosplaying as a saint. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful, eerily beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. What about you? Yeah, I, re- I really loved, um, I really loved the angel wings as well. And just the, the sequence, like, it cutting um, directly from her her vision of like what she that's what I took it as mm-hmm. like her vision of what she expected to happen mm. when she did this okay um you don't think she, she's like really seeing this it's more like an idea i think it's it was like what she anticipated would happen because mm-hmm. it's right before mm-hmm. they show her screaming and burning alive right. and i feel like um, if they wanted to, like... Because, like, we know, obviously, that she's going to burn. Right. So, like, they didn't necessarily need to show her 
burning, but I, I like oh. that they did only because it shows that, like, she becomes painfully aware, literally painfully aware of her mistake and, like, yeah. what happened. I can't curse, but if I could <laughs> curse, I would say that blanking ending. Oh, my. <laughs> I That well, ending is crazy. It's... I was just talking about this, how mm-hmm. that ending first watch affected me for days yeah. after. Because... Because she was just misguided. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't have murdered people, but I yeah. think she needed a lot of psychological help. And mm-hmm. and the fact that religion affects people's lives in, I mean, I think less severely yeah. in the majority. But it really does affect the way that people live their entirety yeah. of their lives. And then you, like, have this moment of self-reflection when it's too late. Mm-hmm. Oh. But also, okay, can I go back to the images, too? Yes. Because I just thought of something in my head. <laughs> Is when her friend comes over and checks on her before she goes on her little rampage. Yeah. It's right after she hears God and she gets the angel wings. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, looking out this window. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of a lot of like Baroque paintings yeah. where light is always symbolic for God. Yeah. It's very interesting that like the eerie sequences happen during the day when yeah. there's light, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, whose presence is she in? Yeah. Mm. 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 I, I really liked the use of, of light and dark a lot. Um, Symbolically, but also just like physically, a lot of the scenes were dark, mm-hmm. and and not in the way that I was like, oh, I can't see anything, oh, HBO, yeah. but in like <laughs> a like oh, like this is meaningful and this right. this adds to story, not just um, we are making it look gloomy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the cinematography, like when she was focused on like picking at her skin or like her nervous like ticks, it reminded me a lot of, honestly, the whole story reminded me a lot of Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, and how- In what way? Um, because, well, Black Swan, if, cause you've seen it, yeah. cause we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, if you haven't seen it, Black Swan is, is fantastic and you should watch it. But also it's about, this girl who is so like driven to insanity for her passion for ballet yeah. and it's a very similar concept like you're not sure what's real and what's like imaginary oh, yeah. um, and I think that this is Black Swan if the the protagonist like her passion was just God mm, yeah and and I think oh, that's to say like I think a lot of people mm. um, maybe who are misguided or not misguided, but seek this, like, this fulfillment. Mm-hmm. The, like, divine presence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe, like, like, okay, if the protagonist of Black Swan didn't have ballet, right? would she have anything but religion left to look through? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. That's I like that. Because it's like, what, what is her, what is Maud's passion outside 
outside of religion. Because I feel like before... Saving people. Before, like, her, 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 like, leave of the hospital, she maybe was passionate about, sa- like, saving people, like mm-hmm. you just said. But I don't know. I, like, her passion doesn't... It's not really about saving Amanda, like, in... Or, like, caring for Amanda mm-hmm. in, like, hospice. It's more about, like, her trying to convert Amanda and, like, believe that God is real. Right. I mean, yeah. maybe... I don't know. I think maybe through, like, this work with patients, she's thinking that she'll be able to find this divinity on Earth. Like, yeah. saving people both physically and spiritually. Yeah. I don't know. Can we talk about can we talk about her mm. and Amanda and Yes. And the weird scene where she's feeling God's presence. Oh yeah. I, I was I, I was watch I was watching that and I was like, what, what is, is happening? happening? I had to go back a few times whenever she had like the spirit go through her body oh and God. like her face distorts. Uh-huh. Because every time I saw, like in in the first half, um, every time that would happen, I'd be like, did I, did I see that right? Like, mm-hmm. did I? Because nothing else would really point that anything happened. Right. Oh, it's, it's well, crazy. That's what's so weird. Like, the water spiraling. You yeah. can't, there are things that happen that seem like there, or, or, yeah, when, when her body lifts up and there's a mess that's made. Yeah. And she cleans up the mess the next day. So yeah. it's like, where did this mess come from? But no way you're actually floating and getting right I don't I don't know I think there's like a mix between her like perception but also like you were saying like possession as well Mm. I think maybe it's a it's an upsetting mix of both so so what do you think when she's next to Amanda and she's feeling God's presence and then Amanda is also feeling something what's that there I have no idea. <laughs> I know. It's so... It's so okay, convoluted. theorize, theorize. Like, a first watch, you know, what would you have assumed? First watch, um, I, like, the first... When I saw that scene, I was like, uh, so she is feeling God's presence? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just an all-in-Mod's-head kind of mm-hmm. thing? Um, but then later, like... In the final act, when she's like, I never felt anything. I didn't feel God. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, what did you feel? Yeah. What, what, because, like, unless, like, she was pretending for Maud, which I can kind of see, yeah. but also not really, because she's kind of open with Maud about most things. She has nothing to lie about. She thought that for. M- Maud, God was almost like a sex thing, a sexual, mm. you know. Like an innuendo? Yeah. So I thought that, you know, through her perspective, she's seeing Maud essentially masturbate by thinking about God's presence and, and giving that to her. Mm. And then, like you said, she's just kind of um, pre- pretending to either be... Um, uh, affected by God so that Maud can get off. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> like, that's that's how oh. I interpreted it. I, I didn't even think that. 
Because um, it, it, it doesn't, it looks like sexual when she's. It does. Right? It really, because I think it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100% it's meant to. And like the way she describes it too, when she's like, uh, he enters me. And that's why like Amanda later is like, when she's making fun of her before um, Maude slaps her. Also, I think you can't um, ignore the fact that they're both like unreliable in terms they are. of one of them's getting cancer treatment. Yeah. And and so I, I think when you come to that stage in your life, like psychologically, the things that you think and see aren't necessarily what you would at any point, and, right. and then there's just Maud who... <laughs> Maud who's going who's through her own Maude. thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they never really explain why she changes her name to Maud. Um, yeah. And, like, what, what that's about. Because at first... Because when, when Joy, like, calls her and is like, Katie, I was like, oh, mm. she definitely did some weird, mm-hmm. like... She definitely killed that patient in the beginning. But then it's like, she didn't, like, kill him. She just, like, failed to save him. So I was like, why change your name and I feel like there's a couple of reasons why you could argue that like it's probably something about being reborn and oh being yeah a like new person. born again Christians right did you ever deal with like born again Christians in like Texas oh did I <laughs> what's interesting is um in Texas like when I mean mega churches are a huge thing near right. me uh baptism and protestant and and, uh, i mean i'm in the bible belt right so like there's a lot of christianity surrounding me in texas but what's interesting is i think a lot of when you're young you're not really thinking for yourself quite yet right and you don't really talk about politics or religion the way that you do here in texas because you don't really know where people stand and i don't think they know yet yeah but what i'm finding is a lot of my friends you know, past friends from home who um, were once people that I didn't necessarily know where they would stand. They don't go to liberal arts colleges for school. They're going to private Christian colleges for school. Mm. And so they're having this, like, finding their identity. Yeah. And it makes it click, like, oh, that's how it probably happened to their parents. And now it's finally clicking for them. And, right, and yeah. so, yeah, I am experiencing that there's lots of kids who maybe wouldn't find any interest in religion before who are posting Bible verses yeah. on their Instagrams and have, you know, their Proverbs in their bios. Yeah, no, like, that's so interesting because I've, like, seen kind of the same thing where I think um, as you go into adulthood, you're, like, looking for something to, like, grasp to, mm. to get to the end which sounds bleak but um i i feel like it's true i feel like everyone's like grabbing hold of something it's it's hopeful right yeah like i think i think religion doesn't have to be something that's bleak and a last resort it can be something that helps guide you for the rest of your life yeah trying it back (laughs) is saint maudit coming of age story (laughs) that's a bold statement to make but maybe. Maybe. I, I think there's also something to say, like, Maud is an old woman's name. Yeah. Going back to the whole name thing. Yeah. And maybe she is trying to assert herself as someone who has grown mm-hmm. and someone who understands the capacity of life and the world and stuff. And yeah. 
yeah, like I I did find that interesting that um it's she it's not a very hip young name, but it's not no. a saint's name either. Why no. Maud specifically? Um do you think like she wanted to be her own saint? Actually, there might be a saint named Maud. Let me look it up. Hmm. No, there is no Saint Maud. I I thought that I saw a saint's photo, like a like a, a biblical painting for a second, but it was just like one photoshopped with the actress's <laughs> face on it. Is is there like biblical meaning to the name Maud? Ooh, that's a good idea. Biblical. See, we're learning so much about religion. I know this accidentally got really Christianity heavy. I know. Well, Maud is an old German name meaning oh. powerful battler. I don't really know huh. if that has any relevance, but it is also no. it has roots as a Welsh name and mm. if you remember um like quote unquote God speaks mm. to her in Welsh. So oh. I think that's interesting. Huh. Because that's, that's what there's God was speaking. I only know that because I watch everything with subtitles, and it said, like, uh-huh. speaking Welsh. Wow. It's like, thanks. I don't know what they're saying in Welsh, but... Here's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning the tables and asking Therese questions now. Oh, good. Do, do we think Maud is an educated Christian? No, I think... <laughs> I think she, like, read some of the Bible. And I think maybe her conversion is not necessarily, like, her own choice. I think maybe God just started speaking to her, and that's what made her right. believe. Well, right? and and it was, like, said that it was a recent conversion. Yeah. Like, very recent. Very recent. I think maybe Maude is just making some of this up, for, a lot of it up oh. ourselves and taking oh, definitely. what she wants. Because it's, it's definitely, like, an episode. She is having an episode actively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that <laughs> wonderful, cheery note, what would you rate this out of five on Letterboxd? And you can plug your account. Okay. First, okay. So I think the first <laughs> time I watched this, I gave it three and a half or three. Mm, I gave it three and a half. Really? Yeah. And I, I was going to say, I think I stand by the three and a half. Right. I think it's beautiful, and I think that there it's one of those, it's like, it's almost like art. Like, there's so yeah. much to unpack and mm-hmm. to um, decide for yourself. But in terms of, like, a fir- an initial viewing kind of a movie, I do think sometimes films, like, have to spoon feed some theme to someone right. to give them something to go off of and something to take away. And I think there was just a little too much packed in there to be able to do that for myself. Mm. And also, I didn't, like, resonate with it. Yeah. Like, personally, which right. is nothing against the film itself. It's just, like, personally, I don't connect with body. Um, you are Jewish. Yeah, I am Jewish. <laughs> I'm not well. Such an interesting pick, because Chloe picked, I didn't pick yeah. this movie. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe picked this it. movie. <laughs> Chloe doesn't watch a lot of horror in the first place, and Chloe was, like, female-led, pretty... And and a little bit of queer themes. Yeah, that checks off all the boxes for movie for my podcast. Right, so. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, oh, also you can follow me at Chloe Zonis on Letterboxd. OMG. But what's, what's your rating, Therese? 
my rating, yeah, three and a half. I wrote as my um, my review on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. I wrote um, 0.5 off for all the skin picking. Oh, oh my God. It, I had to skip through it. Oh, my God. I cannot watch it. Body horror. Um when it's like when it's like stuff like that, like skin picking or like eye stuff, eye no. stuff bothers me so much. Can't do um, it. I have to skip through it. I can do like weirdly enough, I can do like burning or like that kind oh. of stuff. <laughs> weird enough, I can um, do burning. Weirdly, like the burning scene in this and the burning scene in Mother were definitely not. Um, you haven't seen. Oh yeah, you said that you haven't seen that. That's okay. I'm not spoiling it. I've listen. <laughs> I've heard so much about that. Honestly, Godforsaken movie. M- Mother. Okay, that's like a whole other issue. But like, Mother is real good. But don't watch it. Okay. That's what I would say. I remember when it came out. <laughs> now, now we're just gabbing. Now we're just gabbing. <laughs> I remember when it came out. People. I think my dad saw it at the time. And he was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And I don't think it's the, the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, well, my dad likes, like, CIA Oh, yeah. Because so he's a dad? He's a dad. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I, I remember hearing that and being so curious and then hearing reviews and people later on saying it's not a bad movie. It just shouldn't have been released to, like, a wide audience. Yeah, I think I think the wide release because it came off the back of Black Swan, mm. so I think they're trying to like ride that popularity. Yeah, if it was like definitely like more niche, I think it would have found like the people it needed to find. Uh, probably not smartest on the plus like now we're getting a movement of like independent film surgeons like yeah demolishing the Oscars. Yeah. But I don't think that's how we were, what, 10 years ago? No, it was mostly, like, I feel like it was a lot more pop culture movies in the past. Specifically, like, the 80s and, like, 90s and stuff, Uh I would say. It wasn't necessarily about quality. It was more about, um, like, how it did commercially. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um... Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming on, Chloe. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh. Um, next week is our final episode of the oh. season, oh my God, where we're going to be discussing the soon-to-be classic uh, 2022 film, Nope. Uh, tune in Great. to see how we wrap it all up. And until then, bye, guys. Bye, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Check out theithican.org for more interesting and creative content. You can listen to any of the Ithacan podcasts wherever you get your podcasts or check us out on theithican.org.